dice out now. Game. Game. Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Checha, I'll be your DM for the night, and the players with me tonight are Richard. Hello. Dia. The following are the characters who died in Endgame, in order. Firstly... Someone murdered Dia. <laughs> <laughs> also with us today is Jan. Uh, hello, did you know that you can order a butt plug that also functions as a magic 8-ball? No, I did not know that. I'm intrigued. What I want is a butt plug that can act as a mobile Wi-Fi hotspot. It would be really handy. You got Wi-Fi coming out your ass! I don't know if handy is the word to use. And finally with us today is also Cora. 5318808 is upside down calculator for boobies. Yay! (laughs) Finally, a way to put the boobs on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> That'll get through Tumblr's filters <laughs> Anyway, so peeps It's been 84 years I've become a withered old lady Since we last played Don't throw the gem into the ocean It's worth a lot of money <laughs> Oh, but what's money to an old woman like me? Donate it to the poor! Don't throw it in the sea, that's wasteful! Jesus! Well, what if I use the gem to pay someone to remind me of what happened the last time we played? Okay, I'll accept I'll accept payment in gems. <laughs> How about new dice? Yeah, that too. Okay, so in the session before we'd ended up in the two cats. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes, we were in the two cats, and um, Daniel had just run into the bar and said that he needed uh, the best drink in the place. Unfortunately, he doesn't like the booze he's given, uh, because there's a limited stock after the wedding, and he leaves. Dawn takes Darren's floor cleaner, and he and Casney follow. Daniel drinks from the bottle and complains loudly about how terrible it is, but he still continues to drink. We find out that he has a debt to a count, the Count of Vislena, who has come to collect in the form of uh, marrying uh, Daniel's sister, Christina, who is already married and also missing, uh, to one of his two grandsons. For lack of a potential bride, Daniel is now expected to pay off his 1,000 gold debt. Uh, 1,000 gold, also known as a George, apparently. Mm -hmm. He asks the party to escort him to the bank for a fee because he wants to, you know, make sure he's not robbed. The bank is two days' travel away, so Darren uh, negotiates a fee of 200 gold, 100 up front and 100 later, and Daniel does an excellent job of showing what an absolute shitstain he is. We discuss betraying Daniel, but Declar is disapproving. Uh, Dawn and Kasny head to the apothecary to investigate, as they'd planned in the previous uh, episode. Kasny blesses Dawn's stealth, and Dawn fails to climb the building. Didn't happen. Slides the latch on the window at the back and sneaks in. He searches the house and finds a trapped lucky potato. A ledger with notes about protection payments and a lockbox. He sneaks out. And um, as they were returning to the inn, uh, he wanders off to the performance camp to seduce the halfling that he had previously uh, been flirting with. (laughs) 
and that is uh, th- that is where we ended it. I believe that we let we ended it on Yun saying something pithy, but I cannot remember. Yeah, I said that we should totally break into the apothecary. Yes. Yeah. So uh, how how did that resolve? Like, how does that scene wrap up? <laughs> well, you tell me. Yeah. So this was this was after Kasni got back. Okay. Like, would Kasni explain, or would like what would Kasni do? We don't have to like role play it, but I think. Uh, Kasni will just be like, don't worry, that's sorted. What What do you mean that's sorted? Where do you think I've been for the last however long? I don't know. I don't know, flirting with someone? Okay, fair enough. That's a... Yeah, why not? Um, uh, no, uh, we've, we've already dealt with that. It's okay. Uh, we can just uh, have a few drinks and then probably go to bed. I mean, that's kind of cryptic, but all right. I'm down to have a few drinks. A few more drinks, you mean? A few more drinks. Mm. So you have your drinks, uh, and you wind down for the night. Um, next morning, Darren wakes up naked in a pile of straw. <sighs> where, where am I? I? I look around me. And uh, someone stirs next to you, and uh, the woman says, "Oh yeah, oh, I guess we, I guess we're just here." Hmm. Uh. Hey, what's that on your head? Uh, I. Um, and she reaches a hand towards you and she uh, pulls something off your head and then she puts her panties on. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you recognize her. Uh, it's the it's Maya, the stable girl. Oh, hey Maya. Yeah, good morning. Uh, you're up early. <laughs> <laughs> and she stretches and says, mm, "Not that early." Man, what a wild night. I didn't. I didn't plan on this, but hey, I'm. I'm glad it happened. So yeah, Darren would just um, very slowly start to stand up, like then lie down for another like five minutes, then mm-hmm. make another attempt to stand up, then just fall asleep for another like thirty minutes, and then yeah, you want to fall asleep for thirty minutes, but uh, she kind of kicks you like, okay, get up, uh, come uh, on, uh, I gotta uh, get to work. You're slipping on my straw. This, this is your straw. You sleep here. Well, not usually. Uh, okay. Um, it's surprisingly comfortable. Mm, yeah. Where are my clothes? Um, and she kind of looks around and she's like, I'm not sure. I, I look for my clothes. <laughs> roll me, roll me investigation. Please tell me he's still wearing one sock. <laughs> <laughs> I want him, please, I want him to be wearing one sock. Yes, he's wearing one sock. The question is where does he wear it? <laughs> On his hand. <laughs> yeah, where, where where does he wear the sock? Um, no, on his on his foot. Let's get not too crazy here, <laughs> folks. Let's get not too crazy. All right. Um, what? Uh, wait, what did you want me to roll? Perception. Investigation. I'm not good at investigation. I have. Uh, I rolled an eleven. Yeah, it takes you a bit of searching, but you find them, like, strewn at various places around the stable. Like, you find your vest uh, hanging off, like, a door. You find your pants, like, sort of thrown over a hay bale. But, you know, eventually you you walk around, you collect them. You're still missing one sock, and you're walking around barefoot. (laughs) All right. I go up to Maya and say, um... So, um... I I had a great time. Uh, Do you want to, like, get breakfast or something? Uh, and she says, yeah, I had a great time too, but uh, I don't really have time, I'm sorry. Gotta tend to the horses, right? Yeah, you know, gotta feed the horses first, you know. 
It's all all work. Oh, she's giving you the brush off. I I understand. Um, I I will probably head out of town soon. So, yay! Then you know if we might see each other again. Yeah, I um, yeah. Stop by if you need horses. I I I will. I will. Yeah, I may or may not give you a discount. And she winks. Ah, that would be mighty nice of you. Uh, all right, I'm gonna look for my friends. See you later. Okay. Maybe. Bye. Bye. And I would uh, walk to the uh, tavern. Okay. Dawn, where do you wake up? Dawn would probably wake up early and uh, make his way into town after saying goodbye. Uh, he's not sneaking out. No. He wants round four. <laughs> Uh, but he would aim to get back into town for 6-7. I guess the troop breaks quite early to get on the road as they were leaving today. Wandering into the square and seeing Darren just being on block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you both walk in um, to the square at the same time from different sides. Has has Darren got his clothes on? I mean, he's found the clothes. Has he put them on? Uh, yeah, like, he's probably, like, still in the process of putting, like, the last, uh, like, the the, ve- the vest on him. Like, hopping a leg into his trousers. Yeah, 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 something like that. <laughs> yeah, and he's barefoot, and, yeah, he's only got one sock. How does Dawn look? What, what does Dawn look like? Dawn looks immaculate. <laughs> of course he does. Of course he does. But there's a very, uh, cat that caught the canary grin playing around his mouth. Um, he just nods to you, and uh, holds the door open to the tavern for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I give you a smile. And I, I, I hop in as I get the last uh, pant leg pulled up. Uh, is there anyone in the main tavern? A few people. What's the waking situation with Decla? Ooh, Decla would probably be awake at the crack of dawn. Maybe she would have gone for a walk earlier, but uh, is probably now drinking some tea. Yeah, as the two of you walk into the tavern, Decla is sitting there at the table. I raise a mug to you. Dawn sort of waves his uh, cane distractedly out and uh Kane <laughs> Get off my god When did when did <laughs> when did Don get a cane? I mean Darren takes a look at the cane and uh says Oh I didn't know you were that kinky. Dawn wags it under Darren's nose and just grins says you have no idea. Ouch <laughs> And then he looks at it and goes you know, I don't know where I got this from. And then sort of twirls it around like a um, baton and sort of points it towards the kitchens and goes, breakfast? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, where and when does Kasni wake up? Well, Kasni won't have woken up at the crack of dawn, but I think he's he's like a moderately early riser, so he's probably in the tavern having something for breakfast when the other two arrive. As Kasni wanders down the stairs, uh, has breakfast arrived? Yeah, I'd say it's just about then. Dawn quickly orders another one. Darren orders a big old mug of ale to stave off his hangover. Yep. Dawn sort of shakes his head in bewilderment at drinking alcohol this early. Oh, and he, he downs it too, like in very, very few sips. You realise the problem with your method, although effective, is that if you ever break it, the resulting hangover will kill you, right? Uh, listen, it has worked for me so far, and I still live, and I'm feeling perfect, so I don't see any reason to stop. Don't try because that's fair. Okay, so you're sitting down at breakfast. What's the plan? It's about, yeah, let's say it's a bit after seven, you know, just to sort of place you in time. I, out of character, I can't remember if we've explained the ledger to the group. 
No, because I don't think you ever returned to them. I uh, know. Okay. Uh, can someone remind me what was in the ledger? It was uh, payment. It was protection payment. All I've got is there were notes about prote- yeah notes about protection payments. Like it's it's a bit your basic business ledger. You know um, all the uh, expenses and um, um, what's the other thing? Outgoings and ingoings. Yeah, outgoings, ingoings, and. You know, it's mostly various potions, various salves, various tonics, but there are a few unmarked sums going in, and um, there's one big sum going out that says protection, and um, then there aren't for a while, and then they start again, like going back. Dawn looks across the table at Kaz and goes, did you tell them what we, what you found last night? Uh, no, no, um, I... I mean, honestly, uh, I didn't get a proper look. You. Uh, what are you guys talking about? We we went to the apothecary. I told you we went to the apothecary while you were just drinking and whatever you were doing. Well, first of all, I wasn't just drinking. I was uh, negotiating our price, and I got some important information out of. I think you did that before we left. You did because I told you to do it. Oh, but but it, it took me a while to like warm up to him and. I, I listen. My part in this is very important, and I don't appreciate you. Um, um, um just, just not appreciating it. Dawn holds his hands up and goes, "Peace, peace. Your contribution is very valuable." Kasni pats uh, Darren on the shoulder and says, "Yeah, this. Um, good job. Good job." Thank you. So, secondly, well, I, I started the sentence with first, so I now it comes to my second point. Cassie, you just said something ominous about we took care of it, and what what does that mean? What did you do? Yeah, we we just we investigated the apothecary. We found some suspicious payments going out. There's obviously a p- protection racket. I Don knows more than I do. He was the one who looked through all of this uh, paperwork. Dawn whips out the copy of the uh, ledger, or the bits of the ledger that he made, mm-hmm. and shows them to the group. They see big payments for protection money, and then there's a gap. Um, and then they start up again, and they've been regular since. Odd, no? That is very interesting. This doesn't make any sense to me. Dawn looks a bit embarrassed and be like, numbers, or...? Uh, yeah, there's just lots of numbers. Oh, right, okay, um... So these are the outgoings, and Dawn sort of taps the, uh, his fork along uh, different lines. And these are the incomings. Right. And then it all tallies up in these two columns, and you go all the way down. It's not my thing either, but it's useful to know. I will leave it to you. So what do we take away from this? Uh, that did we, did we decide that um, it was the uh, Maradanda... Um, that they're making payments to, or at least the uh, Herman? It, yeah, isn't she like the drop-off point or part of the supply chain for this lavender dust? That's what we thought, but there was no evidence of it. Yes, but they certainly have a link. Yeah. When I questioned her about it, she was um, acting suspiciously. It's quite possibly just a tax to stop the uh, Maradanda taking her out of business forcefully. It's the sort of thing they'd do. Whatever it is, I somehow got the feeling that sooner or later we'll get mixed up in it. They're not selling it. No, I have I have a feeling this is more of a depot of some sort. Maybe short-term holding. 
I suppose there's not much we can do. No, there's something quite off about this entire town. We should definitely keep this information in the back of our heads and uh, see if it comes up again. Uh, Dawn rolls the uh, copies back up and sticks them back into his robes. Anyway, has anyone seen our erstwhile employer? I assume he's probably at his estate. Yeah, he told you to meet him there in the morning. Meet him there? I thought he was going to meet us here. I guess we're meeting him. I can, um... Send, shall I send a message to the uh, to the boneyard about this plan? Uh, I can only send the raven out every two days, but since it'll take two days to get there, if I send one now, I'll be able to send one on our way back to let them know the exact timings when we'll be around. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Well, how about we send one now detailing that we will send another one in two days' time with route and information? Okay. And let them know that they'll get paid. Right. Animal Messenger doesn't that one doesn't have a specific uh like word limit or anything, does it? It does. I could have used some of the previous evening to look it up, maybe, or work try and work it out. I wonder if it's the same for all of these raven things, because I could have asked the oh mind you, they don't use them, do they? The uh skull sends them to them rather than the other way around. Um Dawn like, at Dawn's University, they are pretty commonly used, but, like, the silver varieties uh, of the ravens is commonly used to send messages, so Dawn might know something about it. Yes, what does Dawn know about it? Um, Arcana? Arcana. Uh, ooh, natural 20. This is a good start to the session. 25 in total. Excellent. You know that every silver raven has, like its own code word to prevent like misuse but you also you know, been fiddling around with them a bit and you know that there's an override word for all of them is that for all of the all of the silver ones you're not sure if it applies to this one as well but you can try what do you think the word would be um COVID? that sort of makes sense yes has kasni got the um Raven out and about. Does he? Uh, yes, yeah, so I've got it out. I'll uh, let Dawn have a, a good old look at it. He sort of turns it upside down, twirls it around, looks at it from different angles, and then just stares at it really intently, straight in the eye, uh, for a solid half a minute, and then just says, COVID. It shakes a little bit. You see the eyes uh, flash red a little, and you hear a voice say back, Corvo? Dawn hands it to Cassney. And sort of mouths, it should work now. Yeah, um, right. Well, you're the one who activated it. Does this mean that... Uh... Uh, that's a good point. Um, you activated it, so it responds to you now. Okay, um, in which case Dawn... Dawn gives a description of the base and the leader of the Boneyard. Fibia? Yeah, she, well, she's the leader of this group. And goes... We have a proposition for you that will... 25 words. Oh, okay. Um, job opportunity, high financial reward, more details to follow, target along the whatever road that runs from the town to the bank. Let's call it just Man- Manchester Road because that's what the forest is called. Okay. Oh, and uh, he signs it off dawn. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or just skull to fuck with them. Okay, so you say that, you sign off, 
Um, you kind of throw the raven in the air as its usual, um, and the raven turns into a dark mist and uh, flows away in the approximate direction. Dawn quirks an eyebrow and goes, that doesn't usually happen. No, it doesn't. Uh-oh. But it's going in the right direction, so... Dawn frowns. Has he heard of anything like this before? Uh, roll me Arcana. Uh, nine plus five is fourteen. Fourteen. Mm, I'm gonna go with no. Like maybe some somebody at university has uh, knows something about this, but it hasn't made its way to you, so you're not sure. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's not a thing. You're not sure. You well, it's not in his experience at least. So he frowns at the mist as it goes away, and then just as the rest of the group goes, "Come on, should we go meet this utter travesty of a creature?" Yeah, I think it's best that you guys let me talk, um, because we need to be really careful with this guy, and it's probably best that we leave the talking to someone who actually knows what he's doing. Dawn's eyebrows just go up and up and up and up. Yeah, don't worry, I'm a good listener. You don't need to tell Decker to be quiet. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the plan? What do you do now? Uh, I, I guess we just walk over and say, Hello, Daniel. I say, I say exactly that. Hello, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold your horses. Hello. So, okay, okay yeah. No, I'm gonna be polite. I'm gonna say hello, Baron Daniel. Yeah, he's not a Baron. Anyways, you yeah, you pay for the breakfast and you uh, you make your way to the villa. And there, at the top of the hill, you, the the two personal guards are standing in front of the villa, and um, they step away and they let you in. I give them a charming smile. Um. Yeah, one of them blushes. Okay, I, I, the smile wasn't meant to be flirty, <laughs> but I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, if you're cute, you're cute, you know. Yeah, yeah, you got, you've got that, you've got that. Uh... Can't help it. Yeah, you got the the Hollywood dirty glow going on, you know. <laughs> yeah, like there's still pieces of straw in your hair. <laughs> but like, it, it works for you. <laughs> yeah, it just works somehow. Okay, let's you in. You, uh, you step in one of the. Um, Personal guards uh, says, okay, will you wait here in the entryway? I'm going to go call boss. Of course. And he goes he goes upstairs and calls the boss. Dawn immediately starts looking around the room there. Yeah, there's still, like, it's a pretty large room. There's, like, two staircases leading up. It's like, I mean, they're leading to the same uh, hallway upstairs, you know. It's just, like, sort of a grand thing. And uh, on the other side of the entryway, there's a table and there's still a pile of gifts on them that haven't been put away yet from the wedding. To the left and to the right, there's uh, doors leading into other rooms. And above the table at the end of the... Like, above the piled gifts, there's a painting uh, of two men sitting at a table. One of them kind of looks like Daniel, except a bit older and, like, a bit longer face. And the other one is a bit older than the other one and has even bushier mustache and sort of salt and pepper hair. And on the table between them sits... Like, a very interesting, ornate blue jar with several spouts that are each shaped like a dragon's head. <laughs> Does it seem to be, like, a shisha pipe, or is it a drinking vessel? Is it a container of some sort? Does Dawn reckon? Roll me, roll me! I think I know what it is! <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I think I know. Is this- Cassidy recognizes the jar, yeah. 
I recognise the. Okay, I'm gonna pull Dawn and and Darren. Uh, uh, well, I'm gonna pull everyone close. Um, there's no one else in the room other than other than us, is there at the moment? Are we just wa- gonna scream it out loud. We're alone. <laughs> okay, right. And um, I'm gonna say, okay, Daniel's family are Maradanda, like definitely. How can you be so sure? Well, you see that uh, the painting over there with the with the guy that looks suspiciously like Daniel, and then the other guy who looks somewhat also like him. Yeah, uh, the other guy doesn't look like him. Does oh, does he not? Okay, no, so the other guy, yeah, the older guy. Well, that thing in the background there, um, that that's that's Maradanda property, or at least it was. How do you know? Because I stole it from them. You? Oh, okay. Storm grins widely. That is my alchemy jug. What's an alchemy jug? Well, is it yours or is it something you stole? I got it from the Maradanda, and they probably they stole it from some. They probably stole it from someone else, or at least bought it with stolen money. Therefore, it's not theirs; it's mine. Fair enough. So you stole a jug from the Maradanda. I I mean, I liberated it. Why? Why? <laughs> Because I wanted it. Why would you want a jug? And the Maradanda are bad. Stealing from the Maradanda is good, because they are bad. Yes, but why do you want a jug? Because it makes wine! It makes wine? Infinite wine! It has infinite wine! It has infinite wine? Dawn's eyes go wide. (laughs) And beer. Dawn hisses very sharply at everybody. As you're huddled in a pile... There in the entryway, from up the stairs, you hear, who let you fuckers in here? Dawn slips away from the main body of the group and looks up the stairs. Who's shouting at us? Daniel. I mean, you said, meet you here. It's morning. What the fuck are you talking about? Dawn, Dawn, just let let me, let, let me, okay? Hello, Baron Daniel. Yeah, I'm not a Baron kid, don't insult me. I, 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 I am terribly sorry. Are uh, we here for the arrangement? The job. What job? What arrangement? Who's been talking to you? You. You've been talking to us. Have I? Did you poison him with your shitty drink? I didn't. I didn't poison anyone. Uh, Daniel. Daniel. My friends. My friends and I. We. 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 We talked to you yesterday. Well, some of us did at least. We. We. We arranged something. Uh huh. He walks down the stairs to right next to your group, and yeah, uh, and his uh, bodyguards right right next to him. Do you seriously not remember? I remember going to the tavern and, like, they, they only had shit. They, they didn't have any real wine. That's true. Listen, we know about the debt. You told us. Okay, who the fuck's been talking about it? You. You. Why would I be talking to you about it? Because you wanted to hire us. And we agreed that you would pay us 200 gold now and 200 gold when the job is done. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me persuasion. Fuck, that's a six. What use is a high charisma score when you roll like shit? Do I believe Daniel has actually forgotten all this? Uh, roll insight. Good. Something I'm actually good at. Yay! Oh, 14. Yeah, he does seem genuinely baffled by what, what you're saying right now. Okay. That will keep him up. Uh, excuse me, I I misspoke. Uh, it was 200 total. 100 now and, and uh, 100 uh, later. I mean, that sounds more reasonable, yes. We made a discount especially for you because uh, a man of your high esteem, you know, we didn't want to insult you with our high prices that we usually take. Yeah, okay, kid, you can stop kissing my ass now. Okay. No, it's good that you're here because I do actually need 
need an escort. So you saying I already talked to you about this? We already have everything worked out. You said you would provide horses and supplies and money, of course. And then uh, we would escort you to... Where was it again? Millersville. That place. Yeah. <laughs> Did we get the upfront money yet? No. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I, like that fucker just won't let it go. Anyways, you all want some breakfast now that you're here? Uh, we just had breakfast, but I wouldn't mind a second breakfast. And he he just laughs and uh, slaps you on the back and uh, okay, I'll tell I'll tell my people to prepare something. Okay, go wait outside. What's everyone's uh, passive perception again? Twelve. Fourteen. Twelve. Fourteen. Okay, then in the pile of gifts under the picture, Kazni, you spot a bracelet. And you have vague recollection of already seeing it? Probably at the wedding. Yeah, like at the wedding. Mm. It's a real nice bracelet. Is Daniel looking? <laughs> no, he's already gone to the kitchen. What about his guards? His personal guard is trailing him. He's keeping an eye on you, but, you know, he's trailing and he'll be out of sight soon. So Okay, well, I wait until they're out of sight. Mm-hmm. Just a little bracelet. I, I pocket it. A uh, sleight of hand. I am sleight of handing it, although hopefully it's only going to be hiding it from these guys. So. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly for hiding it. Does, does Dawn see this? Uh, well, I got I got an 11, so probably. Yeah, no, all of you see that. Like, Kazni steps closer to the painting, you know, as if to examine it, but y'all see he's uh, swiping something from the pile. Yeah, Dawn just likes knowing. He doesn't judge. <laughs> Declan judges silently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best kind of judgment. Uh, Darren walks up to Cass and asks him, did, did you get that, that infinite wine thing? It's not here. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know where it is, at least if it's still where I left it, but it's not here. I, I want it. No, it's mine. Fuck you. I, I would make much better use of it than you could possibly do. If it's infinite, you can share. Exactly. There's a table on the outside porch and you, you wait there and eventually breakfast comes and... Is it a better breakfast? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Like, the the one you got it in was like pretty basic, you know, scrambled eggs and... Dude, this is a Maradanda place. Are they going to give us the good breakfast? Yes. My next question is, is it poisoned? No. Oh shit, I didn't... I actually took off... Yeah, the one for detecting poison and, and disease and stuff today. Dawn assumes it isn't poison because he does want us to do something for him and it's somewhat counterproductive. I mean, Declan's not having breakfast today anyway. Yeah, Dawn waves a sausage at Declan and goes, Are you okay? You haven't eaten anything all day. No, I'm fine. Breakfast is important, you know. I'm fine. You sure? And he sort of wiggles the sausage closer. <laughs> do you want me to make a wisdom saving throw to not eat a sausage? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to, <laughs> but like, why is Declan not eating? Because she's a monk type. Uh huh. She fasts some days. Okay, so it's a fast day. So go roll a wisdom check, but a wisdom save, but you know, it's not gonna be. <laughs> it's not gonna be super high. So just don't roll a one. Uh, that is an eleven. Yeah, no, it smells. It smells good, but you know, you you have experience with this. You can resist it. Decker's uh, self-control is pretty good for now. Mm-hmm. We'll get you for better. Dawn shrugs and happily shoves the sausage in his mouth. <laughs> Dawn likes sausages. 
the ones in Equal Opportunity Carnival. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you finished breakfast and then, uh, then I was like, okay, so if you're all set, I'm just gonna go grab a few things and then we'll go get some horses and we'll be off. Sounds good to me. All right. Sounds good. Okay, let's fucking go. <laughs> God, I hate him so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, and he grabs a few things. Um, he gives a few instructions to his guards, but uh, they they go with you down to the stables. What instructions did he give to his guards? Uh, just basically, like, look out for the house, be on the lookout for that, for this, and uh, watch, watch this and this, and don't let, don't let these people in, and like that. Dawn is listening to all of this very intently because he wants to know how to break into this place. Yeah, it's just basic security instructions. That's absolutely... Yeah. You go to the stables... Yeah, you gather the horses. How many horses do we get? Well, one for each of you. Huzzah! It's no sharing. <laughs> I don't know, Cassie wouldn't have mind sharing with Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> All that water and you're still thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the uh, you get the horses and you ride off out of town. It's um, like, let's say 11 right now. So you're riding out of town. You travel on the road for a few hours uh, between the Manchester Forest uh, on the left and open fields on the right. And after a few hours, you uh, pass the remains of the broken cart that you found yesterday. And you continue past them. And then at a certain point in the afternoon, you take a break uh, for lunch. And then about an hour later, you're back on the road. Um, out of interest, can uh, are the footprints of the dwarf still here? Um, roll me survival. 15 total. I'd say it's been more than a day, you can't really tell. Dawn will wander back when food is ready. Decla will keep watch. Decla will keep watch. Roll me, roll me, um, perception. Roll me perception. Okay. Nine. Nine. My dice are not with me. (laughs) No, you hear some rustling in the woods, but turns out it's just a few deer that are uh, sort of running the way as soon as you spot them. Another moose. <laughs> Christ. Elk. I hope not. <laughs> no, th- these are these are just basic deer. Okay, and then about an hour later, Daniel's like, Okay, I hope you all peed because we're going back on the road. Let's go, fuckers. Jesus Christ. So unnecessary. <laughs> Every time he calls us fuckers, Dawn like twitches slowly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not making it any easier to work with him. <laughs> But he's not making it any harder to rob yeah. him either. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. So you ride for the rest of the day. Um, the sun starts to set. Um, and you see in the distance a small town. And just around sunset you finally reach it. And the town, like from far away, it looks super small. But now that you're in it, it seems a bit bigger now. Um, the buildings are mostly made of wood. And they're connected with dirt roads. There's only one building that seems to be made of stone. And it's a small church. And there's roses growing and vines over it. And you make your way to a tavern. And that's that's where you plan to like uh, stay for the night. Can I tell what the uh, church is? Roll me religion. I'm not very good at that at all. I'm very stupid. <laughs> you can always ask me. Anyone who wants can roll for this. I don't care. <laughs> I got an unnatural 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. I got a 9. And I'm, I'm proficient. And I rolled an eight. So, <laughs> If you're proficient, then you get a plus two. Uh, yes, but I have a negative one intelligence. Ah. Uh, Declan, no smart. Well, 
that since there are roses, uh, it's probably got its um, name name sometime around around now. Casney, you know, it's the Church of Saint Maeve. Saint Maeve, patron saint of roses and bees. That's nice. Maybe they have honey. Maybe. Um, when you said the church had roses and stuff growing all over, that was mostly. That was for the saint dedication rather than the fact it's overgrown, yes. Yeah, it's not abandoned. They seem to be tended. Okay, cool. So uh, you park your horses outside and you step into the tavern. (laughs) I put my horse in neutral. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to apply the parking brake. Can't can't believe you ride manual. Uh, Automatic. (laughs) Sorry, automatic. Modern horse for a modern road. (laughs) And as you step into the tavern, you all of you see a familiar dwarf. And that's where we're gonna call it. Dice Out Now Game is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Our intro and outro music is Bells by Fake Cats Project. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Dice Out Now Game on Twitter, where you will also find links to our personal accounts. If you can, please rate and review our podcast and tell your friends about us. Now, game! Game!